Welcome back to Random Thoughts with Matt. I'm your host, Matt Burks, and uh, in this episode, I'm going to attempt to uh, deconstruct some political issues going on and uh, see if I can give you some of my own uh, insights on what I think about the matters. Uh, I want to make it clear, you know, when you're talking about politics, uh, especially politics, you know, everything's politicized these days, and I don't want my listeners to... um, you know, freak out if I say something that they don't agree with, or uh, I say something that may might be, you know, a little touchy uh, in terms of subject matter. But, um, you know, I'm trying to give you the best uh, opinion I have. And, you know, hopefully you can draw your own insights from it. So first thing I want to talk about is uh, my opinion on the vaccination mandates. Um, You know, I think there's a a lot of assumptions with these vaccination mandates. I'm not really sure um, what exactly is the best route. But one thing we are sure, we have no idea of the long-term consequences of these vaccinations, right? So when you're going to mandate something uh, from a governmental standpoint, you have to keep in mind the long-term impact. And we have no long-term research on these vaccinations. You know, the studies were done quickly because they had to be done quickly uh, in order excuse me, in order to make sure that, you know, everything, uh, uh, we we had vaccines to offer to our population to get back on track with society. But in terms of mandating it, it's, it's, it's a really tough call because on the one hand, you have to say to yourself, well, if we don't mandate it, then the people who don't get it put potentially the people who are more at risk at further risk, right? Because, you know, if you're someone who's older and you have uh, um, some pre-existing health problems, it's in your best interest to make sure everybody around you has these vaccines, right? And on the other hand, you know, if you're someone who is legitimately worried about the long-term consequences, well, it's almost your individual right in America to to deny having something imposed being put into your body. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a really tough subject to deconstruct but you know i think i i i i was watching a a, a podcast uh, or episode of ben shapiro a clip of his and he mentioned just the statistics on kids and making it man having the government mandated on kids and i actually am inclined to agree with him you know if kids aren't you know getting sick from this i mean there's really no reason for the government to mandate it in the way that they're attempting to do and i think you know that's a big problem. Um, I I don't know if I if 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 these the vaccination mandate long term is going to be good. I mean, who knows? I mean, is it possible? Maybe I mean these vaccinations long term cause severe problems. I mean, isn't that a possibility? Why are we forgetting that? Why are we forgetting that we don't have studies long term on the vaccinations? We've we've got no clue. So for the government to mandate something that it would be one thing to mandate it and you knew for sure that this wasn't going to cause any long term uh, uh, impacts. But for something that is a lot uh, for something like this, it's, it's very difficult for me to say that vaccination mandates are are the way to go in terms of, uh, you know, uh, governmental intervention. I think I think it's a risk, and I think it's it's a risk that we don't really know the consequences for. Um, I think we all need to take a step back and look at that. And 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 you know, I don't, 
I, I, and I, wanna, I don't want to make this a left or a right wing argument. I don't, I don't, one of the things with politics that you're going to learn about me is I'm typically an issue guy. I'm not really a, uh, a spectrum guy in terms of where I land. I, I, I guess you could classify me if I was going to say something, land somewhere, it'd probably be somewhere leading right. Um, but, you know, I don't, there are people, some people who just decline to get the vaccination just for the sake of they want to be, you know, uh, uh, they want to go against whatever the government's imposing, you know, and that's not right either. Right? If you're going to, if you're going to deny it, you know, or if you're going to, if you're going to be against it, make sure you're against it for the right reasons. I think that's one of the big problems in politics. You know, you get people that are doing things for the wrong reasons. And until we get that straight, you know, until they get that straight, it's, it's, it, there's always going to be these pointless arguments, you know. But there are, you know, like I said, there are long-term implications of the vaccine that we are just not aware of because we don't have the, the necessary statistics about it. And I'm a very, I'm very much a statistic guy. I like to let the statistics do the talking, you know. If the statistics say one thing, I go with it. If they say another thing, I go with it. But to assume that there's no implication of the vaccine long-term, you know, is a guess at this point. It's just a guess. And so to regulate someone's health on a guess um, is to me a little, it's short-sighted. Um, it doesn't look at the long-term picture. And I think that's one of the big problems um, with the vaccine, uh, the vaccine mandates, it's, it's, it's a difficult issue, but we have to be wary of the long-term consequences. Um, and that's, that's my, uh, my opinion, uh, my opinion on that. Um, I want to, I don't have exactly a great transition for the next topic, but I wanted to talk about another issue that has been not recently, uh, discussed, but it was uh, maybe a month or so ago, which is the uh, Simone Biles, um, Simone Biles uh, incident where she withdrew uh, from the competition. Um, this is another one. It's, it's, I hate when we get political about sports, you know, sports is one thing and then politics is another, but then when you conflate the two, you get all, you're all over the place. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's annoying because, you know, you kind of, it's hard to parse those out once they're combined, right? It's hard to parse two mega subjects into two separate things. And you get the right wing who say, oh, her, her, her going, her withdrawing was, you know, uh, bad for America or it showed, it showed a, a type of attitude that was okay with just losing or whatever that you have. You have the Democrats saying, oh, she's a hero. Oh, oh, she's this. Oh, she's, I mean, you know, why can't the answer be somewhere right in the middle? You know, why? I mean, is she a hero for doing what she did? I mean, probably not. No. I mean, was she going against the country and withdrawing? Absolutely not. I mean, you know, when you're an athlete uh, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not one to speak towards athletes uh, per se. I mean, I only have uh, up to high school. I played baseball after that, nothing else. But when you're an athlete, you got to make decisions. You know, you have to, you have to be able to calibrate, you know, how you're feeling mentally. And, you know, in sports, sports is just as much a mental game as it is physical. Um, and if you're not there, I mean, what, what happens, you know, what happens if you're not there mentally, what, what happens if you mess up, you know, 
if she gets hurt, if, if, if something happens, if she gets hurt, I mean, God forbid, because she wasn't there mentally. I mean, are you guys going to be the ones that are going to have to deal with the injury? No, she is. And so I don't want to, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like at all. I don't like at all the fact that, um, you know, we're kind of just, there's a one, one, it's only one or the other. No, to me, it's, it's right in the middle. I mean, look, and then, and then you got people saying, oh, well, well, Jordan would never do this. So LeBron would never, I mean, we're, I, these are game time decisions, right? If I have to make a decision, right? On, you know, the long-term implications plus the short-term implications, you know, I have to, I have to be the one, if I'm, if I'm the athlete, I have to be the one who makes that decision, right? It's not going to be the public. It's not going to be the, the group. It's got to be me, right? Now, what we don't want to happen is we don't want, you know, I, I get, I get the fear from the right. The fear from the right is that you kind of, you're, you're, you're making it, you're normalizing, uh, you know, withdrawal. You're normalizing, get, you know, uh, leaving the competition. I don't think that's the case. I mean, you don't want to have, you know, young kids to fight, feel like it's okay to bow out of competition, but you certainly want to make sure that they know how to evaluate themselves. You want to make sure that they know how to, you know, handle what's going on with them mentally. You know, it, it, it's, it's a balancing. It's a, it, that's, that's all it is. It's a balance act. And, and I think, I think one of the problems is, is that you can't, there's no statistics for it. So everybody reaches for something to, 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 to kind of anchor themselves in their argument, right? So they're reaching for, you know, oh, it, it, she did it because of this. She did it because of that. I mean, it's, it's, it's an assumption, but you have to, you have to just, you know, like I said, you got to step back. You got to say to yourself, this is a, a, you know, young woman who has already performed at the highest level and won, you know, if, if someone like her, you know, can't make a decision on our mental health on, on the biggest stage, who can, you know, what, what, I mean, at what point is anybody going to be able to do that? You know, I mean, you know, you might have your opinions on mental health, but if someone like her, who's as established as anybody, can't make that call, who's going to be able to make that call ever? So... I don't want to, I don't want to hear the whole, oh, it's setting up, I mean, maybe, I mean, but, but in my opinion, I mean, I think it was, if, if, if she thought, let me put it this way, if she thought it was the best call, then it was the best call. I am not going to question that decision from someone who's a champion and who's had the, 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 been on the greatest stage, performed on the greatest stage, won on the greatest stage. And I'm not, I'm not going to question that. It's her decision. And she's earned the right to make that decision, right? Maybe, maybe a kid, you know, who's in high school, you know, playing a sport hasn't earned that right. Maybe, you know, but, you know, they have an individual, it's an individual call. Everybody's worried about what an individual call, the implications of that individual call are going to be you know, in terms of the group and everything. But sometimes an individual call is just that. It's an individual call on one's own well-being to perform. And I think, you know, good for her, you know, good for her standing her ground on that, by the way. You know, I, I, I would, what I would have hated was I would have hated if she backtracked. If Because, if you know, you know, on the one hand, there's, 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 there's what she did. And on the other hand, it's the fact that she defended what she did. And I think that's, that's even more, 
impressive, you know. It's impressive because not only did she know it was the right decision for her at the time, but she was willing to stand up to whatever whoever questioned that decision, you know, which in my opinion, you, nobody should have been questioning. It's 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 baffling that we're even arguing about it to me. Um, and I mean, I'll, I'll segue into something a little bit more. I mean, that, that kind of somewhat goes with this, which is, you know, kind of cancel culture. Um, and I think that's part of the problem. You know, you know, cancel culture is riddled everywhere. I mean, everything somewhat. This whole cancel culture that we have going on in our society is ridiculous. I mean, one you do one thing that gets misinterpreted and it can completely, you know, destroy your career. It, 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 it can, it can ruin, I mean, and, and like I said, everybody's vulnerable, right? Like everybody's vulnerable. Like I, I can't believe that, that people even made a big thing about Simone, Simone uh, Biles. You know, I, I can't, I can't believe they even made a big deal about it. Um, but like if, if they're going to make a big deal about that, like I said, anybody's, anybody's open to being attacked. I mean, it's, it's, it's. It re we really do live in uh, peculiar times, and it's almost as if you know ideas are just you're not even able to express ideas because any any kind of pushback could could destroy you. You know, I mean, what kind of what kind of society is that? What kind of world is it where you can't even express an idea and 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 feel safe about expressing? I mean, that's. I mean, that to me is is terrifying in its own right. I mean, that's one of the reasons why it took me so long um, to even start a podcast uh, to express my ideas is, is just worry, you know, worry that you know the 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 mob is going to eat you alive. Worry that that you're never gonna you know you never gonna see the light of day if you say one thing that's wrong. And it's ridiculous. It's not. It's it's the society was not built on people imposing their will on you. It's 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 built on ideas. And until we're able to express those ideas freely, you know, we're never going to be truly free as a democracy. I mean, it's 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 vital that we're able to talk about these things everywhere in every atmosphere. You know, um, you know, on the internet, uh, social media, um, you know, you know, in, in person in schools. I mean, it's it's absolutely vital. Um, and, um, speaking of those ideas, um, one of the, one of the things that has, you know, generated a lot of controversy is, you know, critical race theory. And, uh, I'm, I'm almost nervous to even, you know, express my thoughts on this. So give me a, so I, I, I respect the intention behind critical race theory. Um, the intention is to just bring, uh, you know, um, bring to light a lot of the um, racial disparities there have been, and uh, also the shaping of the law in terms of race. and And I, I, I respect the intention of of you know trying to make sure that everyone's aware of those things. And I think there, there's something to be said, and it's important uh, to be aware of that. But I just, 
what I'm what I'm worried about is we're just we're instilling our kids with something that there might be another there might be another push or there might be another reason and we're conflating reasons because you know critical race theory and these things are, are shoved down our throats right so are there racist uh, politicians out there i i don't doubt it absolutely uh, are there racist laws yes are there are there are there you know are there you know certain things that you know are, are get, create racial disparities absolutely i think so but i i look at politics these days as being more about a game for a team right and what we don't want to do is we don't want to make it impossible to see that right so if, if some if 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 you know politicians are passing laws that might you know, and, and what I want to make that want to make this clear because this is a difficult topic, and I don't want to, I don't want it to be misheard um, from the way I'm speaking. You know, if polit uh, if po politicians are passing you know legislation um, that you know detrimentally impacts a significant group, you can always say, from an intent stand standpoint, you can always say that the reason they did that was because of uh, the racial disparities that they wanted to continue. You could always say that. Right. But I don't think that's what it is. I mean, I don't think America is a more racist country now than it was 50 years ago. I don't think and I think that's a reasonable thing to say. I don't think it's it's unreasonable at all. I think one of the problems is we have to look at politics for what it is, which is, you know, trying to get your your people reelected. And um, one second. And sorry, my phone was ringing there. Um, and I think that's a very big point. And it's not to belittle politics. I think politics is vital. Um, but, you know, I mean, is it always about, you know, just, you know, racial disparities? Absolutely not. I mean, and to me, the fact that race, is, I, I, what I don't want with critical race theory is I don't want us to reinstill that everything is about race. I don't want that because what you're going to do is you're setting up the society you're, and you're setting up the institutions to be even worse than what they are now. I mean, I, 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 I respect, you know, you know, the schools and everything and, and what they do because they, they help, you know, further knowledge. But you're getting a really big problem where, you know, everything is is put down to, to racism or everything. It's not just that. There are other factors. Like I said, if you're trying to. If you're if you're trying to get your guy reelected and you have to and you want to do make do make a certain decision or pass certain legislation and it's going to have a racial disparity, well, if your only opinion on politics is that there's only race reason only racial reasons for things to get passed, then you're going to end up in a situation where that's the only place you look. When there are other places to look for legislation being passed, there's other places to look for politicians making decisions. And I'm not. Like I said, I'm not belittling politics, but to say that there's only racial disparities going on is absurd. It's wrong. And I think that when you look at it that way, it just it, it baffles me that, you know, if we're going to push critical race theory down everyone's, you know, down every student's throat, which, the, like I said, um, at the end of the day, the, the, the intentions I get, if we're going to push it down everyone's throat, though, we have to counterbalance it, you know, in some way.
right? We're going to have to counterbalance it in a way where, you know, if we're, you know, if we're, if we're going to say that there's that factor, we have to also say that there's other factors involved in politics, you know? And, and, and to, to say any, to, to not say that would be just naive. It would be wrong. It would be objectively wrong to do that. But for some reason, we're just in this state where it's either racism or it's not. I mean, it's, it's, it's incorrect. It's an incorrect uh, uh, presumption about what's going on. And I think, I think the more in tune we get with how politics goes about how it's out, some, some politics is tit for tat, it, it, you know, we have to become more in tune with the realities. Um, but I think that's that's kind of my stance on uh, you know political you know uh on critical race theory and i think uh i don't think it's it's like i said i don't think it's objectively a bad thing but it's gonna it's what it's gonna do is it's gonna turn people blind to what could be going on you know it's gonna turn people blind to certain factors that could be motivating factors you know and that's we don't want that what we want is we want people with those with their eyes open you know, and I think that's an important thing in politics, you know, and, and if you want to make change, you have to make change with the correct assertions, the correct assumptions, the correct, uh, the, the correct statistics, the correct reasons. You can't do it because you just believe that something is the case. Right. And I, and there's no doubt to me that there are certain policies still being passed that create massive disparities. There's no doubt. Right. But. Is that the sole motivating factor? I find it hard to believe that we're more racist now than we were 50 years ago. I, I find it hard to believe. I, and, I, and I'll be honest with you. I think, I think that's, that's, that's the reason. Like I said, that's, that's the reason there's such an uproar right and left. It's like, it's like the, the right, uh, you know, I want to distinguish the layman uh, political speaker from the, you know, someone who's, very uh, political, politically savvy and very intelligent, you know, you know, the layman is, is going to say certain things that, you know, might be, might come off as racist, but not, not their intention. But if the other side thinks that there's only a racist intention ever, then that's, that's, that's how it's going to be perceived. We have to make sure that there are different, that we understand there are different reasons for doing things and different motivating factors. Until we do that, we're going to be stuck in this bind where no one's really talking to each other. We're just regurgitating what we heard on the news and, and it, we're just speaking through, through one another, not even listening to the other side's argument. Um, but that's, that's my thoughts, uh, my thoughts on critical, critical race theory there. Um, I actually wanted to kind of, um, get into maybe as a final topic um like i said another 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 bad segue but um another topic which is kind of social media which has been once again all over the place um in terms of whether it needs to be you know you know whether whether the government needs to structure something around it give it uh, it needs more regulation um you know i think Social media, I mean, you can kind of put it with, you know, kind of the internet in general, um, in that it's, it's an information source. They're all information sources. And you want to make sure, if you're talking about an information source, you want to make sure that people are getting the best information possible. But you also have to look at profit incentive, 
because at the end of the day, these are businesses, all right? And whenever you have a situation where the profit is aligned one way, you have to look at what the consequences of a profit of the profit being aligned in a certain way it are or is. And so let me give you an example. When you're talking about so so this is something that I read or I saw a few years ago and when I was uh, doing my uh, getting my master's in communications um, and it was in, in relations to Facebook and this blew my mind. So one of the things that actually helped Facebook take off was wasn't something that Facebook installed. But it was actually uh, something, uh, an innovation outside of Facebook completely, which was, uh, you know, the little uh, scrolly thing on your mouse, the, the middle thing. Uh, I can't even think of the name of it. But when that was installed, right, when, that, when, when mouses started having those on them, that actually led to an explosion on Facebook. It, it made people... Because what they could do is they could scroll through through things quicker instead of instead of having to take the mouse and and uh, and and move to you know uh, uh, the, the the down arrow uh, to go down on a page they could just scroll on their mouse and so there was less movement involved in um, in them going through feeds and um, that that blew my mind when I when I when I read about that because it's it's it shows it, to me that gives evidence to the addictive power of social media and all these, all these, you know, websites. And that's why, you know, teens, you know, even adults, it's going to be adults soon enough are so addicted to these platforms, right? Because they are in a position where it's, it's extremely, extremely addictive. Um, and, uh, you know, they have now, now with, you know, Facebook or Instagram, all you got to do is scroll. It's the same, it's the same logic as that scroll on the, um, on the, um, uh, on, on, on your mouse. Actually it's so, so I, and I'm going to give you a little, um, a little, a little bit more insight onto that, what, what that does, uh, from a psychological standpoint. So it creates something called the, the, I think it's called the slot machine effect. Uh, in terms of a casino, so what that what the slot machine effect is 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 it's the 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 way you can kind of become addicted to something, right? So when you pull a slot machine handle, right? You pull a slot machine handle, right? You don't know um, what the outcome is going to be, but you know you can win or you know you can lose, right? And so what that does is it creates this kind of like like uncertainty. Right. It, it, from a psychological standpoint, it creates this uncertainty in your brain. And so every time you win, um, you get euphoric. And, and so you want to keep doing it. And it's this kind of cycling process. Right. And so that slot machine effect is basically what all of these platforms are designed to do. And they're not I, they're not I don't think they're there. Um, they're designed to do it intentionally, but they're there. Right. So so you're, you're scrolling down your feed. You see something you like. You get a, a quick a, a quick dopamine rush. Right. And then and then you scroll a little more. You get another dopamine rush. Right. And it's what it's doing is it's it's instilling this kind of slot machine effect. And because there's so little involved in doing it, all you got to do is, is move your thumb. Right. It's making you more and more addicted to the platform. And not to mention the fact there's an incentive 
to 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 do it this way, right? And and that's kind of where we're looking at it from a profit structure, right? So all these these websites and these the social media, what they're trying to do is they're trying to keep their people on the website as long as possible. Like if you talk to Mark Zuckerberg and if you talk to, you know, Jack, um, Jack, I'm sure they're going to tell you the same thing. They want, that's the end goal, the end goal, but they want, they, I'm not saying they're not responsible because they certainly are, especially with, you know, Mark, Mark's making the, um, Mark Zuckerberg is making the, um, the teams to analyze what, what kind of speeches should be banned, what kind of speech should be banned from a platform. And I definitely respect that. Um, but the profit structure is, is set up in a way where, you know, they're trying to show you information that you like, right? And why are they trying to do that? Well, because they want to keep you on the platform. They want to make sure you're going to stay on the platform. And what they're doing is they're, they're almost, it's almost intent, unintentionally using our, 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 human psychological, you know, uh, drive, which is confirmation bias, you know, in a way that's going to keep us on the platform. But what that does is it makes us less susceptible to listen to new ideas, right? Because if you're, you're trying to make someone feel good for your platform, right? But if they're getting all their ideas from your platform, what that's going to do is it's going to only keep them open to the ideas that they like, right? And if they're on it more and more, right, then they're going to just keep getting uh, confirmations about their ideas, confirmations, and they're never going to look for for ideas that challenge it because it's it's not in the platform's interest to do so, right? And I'm not saying the platforms do it intentionally uh, because I don't think that's the case, but I just think there's a profit motive to to make sure that people stay on the platform. And I think that when you look at it that way, when you look at the, the the structure of social media, when you look at the the, the structure of 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 the uh, internet and all these searching, it they're all there to confirm our beliefs, right? The, the, it, and it's like I said, the profits there to make that in the way that it makes sense to do so. And so I think we have to when we're talking about social media and whether there's a government mandate, I think there's really got to be a, uh, a deconstruction as to what really is going on psychologically. Uh, and, you know, the more the earlier these kids start on these platforms, you know, the harder it's going to be when they're in an institution to kind of change their beliefs. Right. Because they because they're getting their information already from all these sources. Right. But they don't even realize these sources are tailoring the information in a way that's going to keep them on the platform. And because they don't realize that they're going to stay on the platform and they're going to think they're right about everything rather than challenging their beliefs. Right. Because the platform isn't going to throw it. They're going to hopefully we get to a point with social media where they realize that this is the problem. Uh, that they realize that, you know, the, the, even though there's a big profit motive to keep people off the problem uh, of keep, keep, keep people on the apps, that there's a, a bigger uh, problem in they're creating a massive problem from an, a psychological standpoint and in, in how our society is going to function, right? Because the more time these people stay on these apps and stay on, stay on social media and do all these things, the more time they're going to confirm their pre-existing beliefs and not challenge what's going on. And I think that's the biggest thing that's missing in society. We need to be able to challenge our beliefs and we need to do it in a way that's healthy. But we can't do that if we don't even realize that the apps we're on, the websites we're on, the social media places that we visit 
um, are there's a profit incentive to keep them us on the websites and of an incentive to make sure that we don't see the ideas that might challenge our beliefs. Um, but uh, that's all for this uh, this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you like it, uh, please uh, please you know share it with a friend, and uh, I'll uh, I'll speak with you soon.